everybody, welcome to another episode of Doing the Thing. I'm here with my co-host, Jason. What's up, Jason? Hey, Phil. How are you? Hey, muy bien. Gracias. ¿Y tú? Yeah, very good. Very good. <laughs> yeah, hey, so if you're new to the podcast, we encourage you to go back, certainly subscribe, but check out some of our earlier episodes. We talked about should you be a mercenary or should you stay loyal to your current employer? We talked about that little voice that nags you inside your head and how to shut it the hell up. Um, we've had some very, very cool de- uh, guests, Ash Davis, TEDx speaker, author, dear friend, entrepreneur. And our most recent episode was an interview with a twice world record setting alum, Gary Guller. Um, and it's an incredible, inspiring, you know, mind changing kind of interview. And I'm not exaggerating. You've got to check it out. So please hit subscribe. Please check out some of the earlier episodes. And, you know, today what we're going to talk about is, um, you know, it covers a lot of topics. We're thinking about, um, you know, portfolio diversification. We're talking about strategies uh, to improve your, your financial situation, things that mix career and investment together, a bunch of different things. And I think that's all cool. Um, but we are called Doing the Thing podcast for a reason, right, Jason? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I also want to add that we're going to have more guests coming up. Uh, lots of cool people. Uh, we're going to announce it on, I'll announce it on uh, my social media channels and tag Phil. Uh, you'll see uh, up until we start recording that show, you'll start seeing some snapshots of what's to come. So so subscribe to um, you know, our, our Facebook pages and our Instagram. We'll put them in our notes. Uh, you could always find us on LinkedIn and things like that. You know, pretty what? active on yeah. social media stuff. So you're not going to give out anything other than that, huh? <laughs> we'll put them in the notes because I have way too many to list on here, but you can <laughs> find Jason Madden at the entrepreneur source at Facebook, uh, at eSource coach on Instagram. And of course you can just find me by name on, on LinkedIn. And I'm sure just, uh, same with you, right? Phil? Yep. Philip Macko on LinkedIn. That's a great place to start. And, uh, we'd love, you know, connect with us, shoot us some messages. Um, but, you know, you had an idea about a question, and I'm yeah. So, so, so we are doing the thing. So, what did you do that is kind of doing the thing this week or today or just recently? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, doing the thing. What does that What does that mean? First of all, it's about execution. It's about doing the thing you know you should be doing, right? We're all adults, we have training, we have experience, we know what the hell we should be doing on a daily, but do we always do it or not? That's the question. And when you discipline yourself to the process, you find that great things happen over time, incrementally, as a build. Um, And in my case, you know, I spent some time this morning with new folks that I reached out to that are on the job market. And it's interesting, you know, I saw learn a little bit about where they're at, where they're looking to go career-wise, and then I'll say, what are your thoughts around entrepreneurship, self-sufficiency? And a lot of times I get this like, gagging effect, like, oh my God, I could never do that because uh, I need a steady paycheck. And, you know, um, first of or all, we're going to talk job. about, what's that? Or they love their job. Or they love their job, right? But everybody knows the statistics. One out of five people are going to get laid off in the next five years. 20% of the workforce jobs last three years, right? You're on the job market for a reason. You're, you're looking for another job. You might love it, but your resume's out there because you know something's going on. 
So, you know, why get back on that wheel and run in place and all that kind of stuff? So, it, you know, I had a chance to really talk to some folks and say, listen, it's not necessarily what you think it is. Why not spend some time, open up your mind, get an education around it? And so that was me doing the thing today and two great conversations leading to two next conversations. That's a good day always. That's always a good day. Well, I definitely want to talk about a little bit more about that stuff, protecting yourself during a recession and, you know, having those, a lot of irons in the fire so that you don't get caught with your pants down. Um, we are looming on a recession. I mean, the Dow just dropped 400 points. Right? Uh, oh, 800 a, yesterday. 800, sorry, 800. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. But we'll talk about what I did. Me doing the thing is I'm actually just getting off of about three, three and a half, four hours of presentations to uh, several um, military veterans and their spouses who are all in a career transition on a virtual platform, uh, Hire Our Heroes. Uh, there's about 860 folks uh, that hopefully reached at wow. least a fraction of them. Uh, but I was, I was talking about career alternatives, talking about business ownership and franchising. It was a great day. Little horse, a little bit cotton mouth, <laughs> but here I am today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right on. And, uh, you know, I, so I want to tee this up because, um, you know, we work with a lot of business models. Uh, I counted almost 70 in, in the almost 200 that we work with that are termed <clears throat> executive model or semi-absentee. What that means is you can keep your day job and you can develop a quote unquote side hustle. And so, you know, immediately that brings to mind the promise that multi-level marketing has, right? I'm a diamond. I'm making millions of dollars. You can too. All you have to do is just harass your friends and family for the rest of your life. <laughs> you too can be a multi-bazillionaire. Um, and it's attractive in the sense that there's this pie in the sky dream and there's a low investment to get in and something yeah. you can do on the side and potentially build up. That being said, I know a lot of people with garages full of product they had to buy to stay as distributors. Maybe not the dream we're all looking for. Maybe the or the dream is, but the actualities necessarily aren't. I know other people, I talked to two of them today that are working full time, they're doing something on their own on the side. The challenge becomes getting new business, gets them enough money to promote and get their next new customer, but not enough to build something that they can step away from. So right. uh, what are the other options out there, Jason? Well, yeah, uh, so, so, your traditional side hustle, right, it is kind of that multi-level marketing and, and that distributor model. Um, I, I I respect them. I think that they can be very good people for the right, or very good things for the right people. And oftentimes, though, you find that you're, you're making a lot of money at the expense of others uh, because you are that individual's distributor, like you said. It's, it's really hard to make an income off of just being the individual distributor without six or seven people underneath you, you know? So, so it's really a hard business model to really take advantage of unless you want to go into it full time, all in, not a lot of people can do that. Yeah. There are options out there, you know, it's no secret that we work in franchising and it's the semi-absentee franchise model. You know, it's something that, you know, you can spend 15 to 20 hours a week on. Um, 
you know, a lot of people think that, you know, how do I start a business without being in it full time? I have all of these things that I have to take care of and stuff like that. Well, that's, that's kind of the benefit of being in a franchise system because they offer the service because that's part of your investment. They offer the service on the backside to kind of save you a lot of time into that business, help you find the right manager uh, and the right assets to help you grow that business while you're sticking around that full-time job. Often, a lot of my clients are doing the same thing where they are slowly transitioning out of their, out of their full-time job and into their franchise as it's steadily growing. Um, and so you can really find yourself, and that's kind of what you want to do with a, a franchise system, especially like a lot of brick and mortar type um, options that are out there. You, know, you want to you want to grow it at the executive level. Why would you want to be in there, you know, swinging the hammer or cutting the hair or or flipping the burgers? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know, it's interesting. I had some friends get into the real estate market, and I think we can all remember. Uh, back in 2006, 2007, there were those real estate gurus that had those traveling shows. One day you come in and you learn how to flip properties and become a multimillionaire. And mm -hmm. so many people attending a one-day event threw down some money. I knew people that had 10 or 15 doors when the crash hit in 2008. Um, we're oftentimes receptive to those big gain highly energetic presentations that get us swinging into something that's all exciting and new. But when that, when that fuzz of adrenaline wears off and we look at the real potential for a business, that's a passive business dependent on outside conditions. So when you look at franchise models, semi-absentee models, these instead, they're not one-day presentations to learn about. You can go through an entire validation of them, including federally audited documents to see how they financially perform, weigh that against your current investment portfolio and see if perhaps that might outperform it, right? Right. It's, it's an active investment as compared to something like uh, an IRA or 401k. You could see, you know, the best you could do in the stock market is probably between 8 and 12%, correct me if I'm wrong. That's no, about that's the average, I guess. Um, high end on 12%. Um, with the franchise, you know, franchisees often leave the system, their system, when they're ready to retire or leave or move on to something else, they're, they're reselling those franchises for much more than what their initial investment was. Um, and, and you can get up to a 50% return, if not more, if you don't count the, the revenue that you made in that business over the years. Yeah, so there are multipliers. There absolutely are. And those multipliers, let, let's just take, um, this is a funny example, but um, we had uh, years ago in the TES inventory, we had a brand called Pooper Scooper. It's exactly what you think it is, right? And not the kind of business I might be attracted to, you know? What do you do for a living? Well, I... Um, I'm in pooper scooper business, you know, but there was a guy from wall street that got burned out, bought multiple territories, worked about six months out of the year. He wasn't the one in the backyards and in the park scooping. Um, <laughs> but on a semi absentee basis was able to take vacations, do the things he wanted and build up to the point where he replaced his income over time. Um, so when you think about semi absentee, think about, um, Products that everyday products and services everyday Americans use every day. It's right. Not a matter of and if, you, if, if the demands there, it's a question of who it comes from. 
Go ahead. Right. And, 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 you know, thinking about, you know, looming recession, thinking about something that, well, there's no specific business that's recession proof, but you know what? People are always going to need their plumbing fixed. They're always going to need their roof fixed. They're always going to need businesses. They're always going to need their floors cleaned. You know, you have to kind of put yourself in that kind of mindset too. Keeping an open mind, you know, that, you know, not, this is not necessarily your profession, but it is your, you know, it's your new title. It's your new opportunity. It's, it's everything else above that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, just spitballing it here, excluding some of the uh, areas in the Midwest where real estate values might be significantly low compared to national averages, just on an average, what would you say the average home rental property cost might be? Oh man. Um, a rental home, you know, probably two, 300,000. Yeah. You know, yeah. Purchase. Yeah. yeah. But on average, uh, especially Midwest. I mean, here in the, here in the East coast on the low range is about three, three fifty. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So you've got a, a mortgage for 200 to 300,000. You've got the insurance, the taxes, um, and you buy it as a rental property for passive income. And what dictates your revenues from that rental income, right? Right. We've all heard the horror stories about people that get in and throw bowling balls down hallways and you know, <laughs> sometimes that stuff happens. Sometimes the market changes. Arguably, we're in that position where market changes could be occurring. Um, yeah. Certainly, there's some signs in the next 10 months, right? Right. Unless you're flipping that house, I think you're going to be paying that house more than that house will be paying you. <laughs> yeah, there's absolutely that potential. So, and this is not a plug for this particular business. It's just an example because I'm, I'm working with a client um, and the brand is called Sharkies, and it's a great example of a semi-absentee to absentee business. Yeah. So what does Sharkies do? Um, they're Amazon proof because it's a, uh, a haircut salon for kids and the parents to bring them in. So Amazon proof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Amazon's never going to send robots out. And those of you who have a little bit of gray in your hair like me, you remember the Floby that was going to replace the salon market and that never happened either. So this right. has a long runway. It has a niche market. Um, and you know, when you think about investment return, thinking about passive income rental property, think about instead something that has an everyday demand that has high retention for clients that has a niche market that will never go away. Robots won't replace it. Um, you know, isn't it interesting to kind of think along those lines and what could that do for your portfolio? And over time, let's say you get one going, you start returning your monies, you get a good cash flow, you invest in a second territory, a third. Eventually, all of that residual income on that passive investment or semi-absentee investment replaces your primary day job and you can step away and take it or you can continue with second revenue streams, right? Yeah, multi-level business ownership, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um it you know just to clarify for those that don't see this on youtube it's jason madden proof because i don't have a single hair on my head anyway <laughs> <laughs> sharky's guts for kids uh, no they got nothing on me so um another thing you know i do want to keep i want to get into the reality of some things too some semi-absentee opportunities they do start off um, very involved, you know, especially sometimes, you know, 
you want to be able to get your business set up right. So you could potentially still work and do it, but you're going to be putting in some serious nighttime hours and some serious early morning hours, getting that business up and running for the first year with the help of the franchise system. They are all built, they are built around, you know, folks that are in that executive role, you know, they still work and everything like that, but let's not sugarcoat it. You will have to do a lot of work on the front end to get everything in place, employees, processes, real estate, um, learning about the system, learning about your business. Um, so there are, there is going to be some hard work involved, but you know, you, you just have to persevere for a short amount of time to be able to reap some serious benefits. Yeah. So I want to contrast, I want to develop a contrast and let's just take this Sharky's example. So yeah, you put in some time, you hire your staff. What's up? Sharky's I think is a little bit different with that. I'm thinking like more of like the Deca Lash kind of thing. And you know, some of the, um, maybe even diesel barbershop, if you want to kind of keep it on, on the, that type of service industry. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there's an element of certainly building your team, getting a location, pre-launch marketing, all of those things to get the business up and running. But in this case, there is hard work, but you have a, a template to follow, a system that has worked right. in the past, support doing it. And I'm going to contrast that with multi-level, which is one of my favorite topics. Um, yes. And the person who I'm going to talk about here without naming their name, if you're listening, I'm sorry for using this example, but you know how I feel. <laughs> I had a guy that was a, in a full-time job in the restaurant industry and developing a side business in a multi-level opportunity that began with an A. And that's all I'm going to say about who it is. Um, and man, he was after me and after me and after me. And, you know, nights and weekends, he'd come over, we'd play ping pong, he'd talk about you know, his downline and all the things. And when that didn't work, he sent in his upline manager who came over to my house um, at dinner time, right? And he's telling me like, listen, I work from home and uh, I get to spend every day having lunch with my kids. And I'm like, interesting because it's dinner time and you're at my house. Who's with your kids now, <laughs> you know? Right, right. Um, and, you know, he showed me a paycheck and he said, this is my earnings. And I think it was around $4,000 for the month. And he said, yeah, this is good potential. And I said, it's interesting. Um, let me ask you this. Are you paying your downline from that? Are you paying for products out of that? Have you right. factored out taxes from that? <laughs> and the room got really quiet, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so when we think about putting in extra time, you can take on a multi-level opportunity and People you see at the gas station while you're filling your car up, you can tell them about what you do and see if they might want to talk to you. Or you can take a proven model with some help and some expertise and apply your time there and kind of know what your outcome might look like, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, with, with a franchise system, I mean, they mean business. You know, they're, they're not out there to make money off their franchisees because if their franchisees fail, they fail. And, and a lot of them are developed by folks that have been in the industry for, for decades, you know, so they really understand what they're doing. You know, take, for example, the, uh, can't, can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he, he, he was responsible at Wendy's, did the Marble Life thing. They just opened up um, uh, that Vapes business, that Vapes franchise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, you that's not. That's not atypical, you know, that is kind of the norm, you know, franchise industry experts are out there 
building these businesses and they're creating more and more and more opportunities out there. Yeah, it's true. And I, you know, once you learn, like, look, I had a startup business. Literally, I started it out of my garage with change I found in my couch, you know, <laughs> it took me maybe two years to really understand the market, to get a national awareness, even just an awareness of the brand. And that was trial and error with trade shows, you know, promotion, advertisement, SEO, blah, blah, blah. Um, it took me three years to get my first international opportunity. And I had to cash flow myself throughout those three years to learn. Um, Whereas you have the opportunity for, let's take the vape shop, somebody that has done it, opened it, found out what works, found out how many people have to be in the city to make it work, how to market it, all of those things that you'd have to do trial and error on, that's what you're doing. And arguably, you might spend less in the beginning on your own company or doing something on the side, but you're going to spend more over time, most likely. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's, you know, you, you have to kind of look out at, you know, that's why... I always ask my clients, you know, what are your goals for the next three to five years, especially if they're considering doing a startup. So, so that way we can kind of take it to formula. So big investment up front with faster cash flow, little investment up front, no cash flow for a longer period of time. It's got that, looks like a hockey stick, you know? (laughs) Yeah, it does. And you know, when, when you say the word big investment, um, sometimes people think McDonald's num- numbers and, you know, yeah. And that's, that's not what we're case. talking about. Yeah, that's not what we're talking about. Um, you know, there's another angle. So I was working with a guy who's going to keep his day job and he's looking for, you know, a side hustle exit strategy kind of business two to three years down the road. And I suggested he look at something that requires some equipment, right? Um, and it's a, it's a, uh, tree business, you know, maintaining okay. trees, planting. And so you have to have some specialized equipment, trucks, you know, the telescoping thing or whatever. And the reason I suggested he looked at it is because um, he was a decent six figure earner and mm-hmm. utilizing section 179 of the tax law, he can depreciate 100% of that equipment in year one. If he's an LLC that passes right through to his taxes and boom, there's that tax savings immediately, right? Right. So these tax saving strategies of having a business, you know, they're, they're real, they're prominent. You, you have to be legit in your business, but there is those potentials that have to be thought about. Yeah, I didn't even think of that. And, you know, something like those tree service businesses, I imagine you're talking about Monster. Um, mm-hmm. but, but they, yeah, I mean, your, your upfront investment is huge. It's, it, it is kind of, staggering a little bit but when you think about what uh what the benefits are and and kind of look towards the future a little bit maybe even you know consult with your accountant uh before doing it and how you can do those tax write-offs it's um it softens the blow a little bit and actually gets you really excited for for that potential yeah so you know this is this is not a shameless plug for what we do it's instead a conversation about what we do and What's really common, you tell me if it's different for you, what's really common in the people I talk to is they all walk in with perceptions of self-sufficiency, entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Many times it's, um, you know, either risk, fail, money has to come out of my bank account or my credit cards or I borrow from mom. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, our value proposition is, first of all, 
helping you broaden your knowledge, right? And you do that through good, reliable information. Um, has that been your experience too? Is that the perception? Yeah, absolutely. And on the other side of the coin too, you, you see folks that are in their, their second career, maybe, maybe they just want to do their third retirement, you know, career. And, and they think, you know, I don't want to be toiling day and night. Entrepreneurs work until, till midnight every day. You know, I, I watch Gary Vee, you know, <laughs> I don't want anything to do with that. And, you know, that's not necessarily the case either. And, and, you know, you just have to be really smart about your validation and, and, and what you really want with your, your time goals, your, your lifestyle goals, you know? Yep. Yep. So, hey, we are getting close to the end of our uh, session, our half hour that you know, we try to stick underneath. And I wonder, do you have any uh, takeaways that we haven't touched on? And if not, what does doing the thing look like this coming week for you? Hmm. No. Biggest takeaway, I think, is if you want to explore something like this, look more into franchising, more, look more into more relevant kinds of opportunities like this. Um, it doesn't cost you anything to have somebody help you, you know, don't do it alone. Use, use a consultant, use a coach, use somebody. Um, they're out there and they're ready to help you. And you know, they're helping, they're there to, they're not making money off of you. So, so don't worry about that. Uh, but they are there to help you achieve your goals. So, yep. so we can help. Um, somebody else can help. Doesn't matter. Just go out there and get some help before you go out there looking at some of the stuff on your own. And don't just look at one. Look at several. Yep. I think that's great advice. And so since you covered that, I'll talk about doing the thing. Um, I got a couple really cool things coming up. Um, I'm helping a company that is, um, you know, trying to go to market and attract the right candidates and just having conversations around. And I do this for free on the side, kind of like what the, uh, um, small business administration might offer, but it's really interesting to talk to folks and help them uh, with regard to knowing a process to do things. Mm -hmm. And as it applies to the day-to-day -day world Jason and I are in, we have a very effective process to lead people through information. And so many times we try to go out and do something we don't necessarily have the experience to do. There's so many things we don't know that we don't know. And in the case of this company, that was really the case. Um, how they were promoting themselves, who they thought they were trying to attract, were really off message from who the brand was. And we can do that as well when we just pop on the internet and go, yeah, I want a business and I want to be a consultant. What's out there for consultants? What if there was a hundred other businesses that utilize consultant skills yeah. that weren't called consultants? You'd never know about them, right? <laughs> right. It's the it's consultant buffet. <laughs> buffet. Um, Great place to end it, my friend. Great conversation. And again, everybody listening, man, share it with your friends. Please subscribe. We promise to put out engaging content. We've got some great guests coming up. We have some incredible sessions in the past. You've got to listen to if you haven't. So thank you all for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next week. Take care now. All right, brother.